The vet is in. Dr. Doreen Winning joins us once a month here on It Takes Two with Amy and JJ to take your pet questions. Dr. Winning, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. And uh, Dr. Winning is from Valley Vet on Main Avenue here in Fargo. For the vet, here we go. We have a six-year-old lab and recently lost our 12-year-old lab. We have kept the same schedule of walks, feeding, and added puzzles, but our lab is very anxious from 6 p.m. in the evening. Ideas on how we can help him. Oh, he lost his buddy. That's you know, tough. the grieving process for each individual dog is going to be different. And so you're going to be going through a time of potentially a time of anxiety. So there are medications you can give. You could talk to your vet- veterinarian about what anxiety medications you can give situationally. Or you kind of just, you know, keep up with your routine. Routines are so important. Uh, keep up with that routine and just persevere through this. Or... You can get another dog. Oh, you think that would okay, make a big difference? Okay, you, wait, mean, really? do you really? honestly think? I mean, I I always wonder, like, getting another dog after you've lost a dog. Does that make it better or worse for the de- dog that's there? Yeah, it depends on the the dog that's left behind. But a lot of times, it can help. You know, their anxiety level if they've always known that big brother or big sister they have in the house, and suddenly they're gone. There can be an anxiety component to that, and sometimes you, you know, getting another pet can help with that. Can I ask a really weird question? And I heard about this not too long ago, but so let's say you you've got two dogs and you're gonna put one down, okay? Mm-hmm. Should you bring the other dog with you? Like, is there something about smelling a dog that's passed and like they then they kind of understand it a little bit more? I had never heard of this, and it's come up like three times. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the dog, again, that's getting left behind because there can be some anxiety component associated with um, even going to the vet. And so it's important to take that into consideration first and foremost. But it can help provide closure for some pets. Oh, interesting. Okay, Um, another question in. We adopted a dog and he's scared of me. Male won't come in off the deck and it is scared of me. Any advice? It's been a few weeks now. I would try anxiety meds in that dog for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is Are anxiety meds this sort of thing where you can try them for a while, and if it gets better, you can take them off? Or once they're on them, they have to be on them forever? You can take them off after a while. That's not a problem at all. Just to try to, like, curb this. Yeah, get over the hump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. how, how long do the meds take before you feel like they've had an, a chance to... Affect the dog. Yeah, if you're using medications daily, I usually tell people, give it a month. A month. And then, you know, if you're not seeing anything at all, go ahead and tell your vet and maybe change meds. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. My dog has never been alone, this says. However, recently with the death in the family, his life has changed to being alone while I work. Getting another dog right now is impossible as I may move is there a good way to get him calmer? Um, the radio doesn't seem to work. We'll <laughs> try and the program radio some yeah. more dog-specific programming <laughs> for you during the day. Maybe a little barking. Yeah, I I can't get another dog, but alone more often during the day. Is it anxiety meds again? I, I would consider that, yeah. And again, just like we said, it doesn't have to be forever and ever. It can be just trying to get through this until they realize that, yeah, the sky is not falling. The world is not ending. We are just going through a transition. So, you know, it. I really would consider it. Okay. 
Let's talk cat litter for just one second because <laughs> random right it, turn. It is a very random right <laughs> turn. But I went down the kitty litter aisle recently, and I noticed there's so many different options nowadays. You know, there's the super lightweight litter. There's mm-hmm. uh, there's stuff that looks like it's all pink Himalayan sea salt that's supposed <laughs> to help identify if there's health issues with your cat, and it just goes on and on and on. And some of them are pretty expensive when you consider you know how much you're throwing away. Do you get a bigger bang for your buck when you're investing in cat litters? I'm, you know, the only criteria I have for cat litter is I don't like all the perfumey smells that come along with some of them. And so I tend to go to something that is more naturally, uh, you know, not perfumed. Yeah. So... That would be my biggest criteria. Beyond that, it completely depends on the cat because some cats are very sensitive to which kind of litter they have. Some like um, the clay-based litters, some like paper-based litters. I mean, there's, like you said, there's tons of options out there. And if you have a cat that is going to the bathroom outside the box, you're probably more apt to try some of those more expensive ones just because... You don't want them going on your You want to make them comfortable in there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure you experienced this, JJ, with cats, though, too. I just had to buy a whole bunch of different kinds and just try them out. I just had to kind of do my own sort of on-site research about which one was the best. And I agree, the perfumey ones got to be too perfumey. It was almost like it made the smell of the litter worse, if that makes sense. Well, and think about it if you're the cat. And, yeah, you know, true. your yes. sense of smell is much more sensitive. Oh, this brings up another smell conversation that I would love to talk <laughs> about, which is I desperately want to be those that person that has like the wallflowers with the really beautiful scents yeah. from Bath and Body Works. Right. I want to be one of those people. I want like my house to smell really good. Um, but I've never done them because I always worry about my dogs. Is that a legitimate concern? I absolutely think it is a legitimate concern. Really? Yes. And so I got one of the diffusers. There's a popular diffuser out there right now that does oils. Yes. And I can tell the difference in my lungs. You know, even though they say it's a dry oil, first of all, I... Sometimes when I walk by it, I'm coughing. Second of all, uh, my dogs, you know, if you have it in an area where the dogs are, sometimes when it goes off, I'm like, oh, that's overwhelming. And if it's overwhelming for me, <laughs> what are they experiencing mm-hmm. associated with that? So, yeah, I am careful with that. Okay. Oh, man, it, I really want to buy them. I, I want to be that person that put has one, the really good smelly. Yeah, put one right by the entrance to your house, and then that's the impression people get. Okay. Hopefully <laughs> oh, it smells great in your house. Um, I, I just, you know, every once in a while I'll go and I'll be like, I'm going to buy a bunch of smelly. I even get worried sometimes when I burn candles, which isn't yeah. super frequently, but every once in a while I will. And then I'll think, oh, wow, this is an overwhelming smell to me. My dog must be suffocating in this without being able to tell me. Yeah, and I'm in your group because I like, you know, I like things that smell good. Me too. Yeah, so it can be a real challenge, especially on, you know, at the clinic. We are not um, scent free. You know, there's always animals always have Mm -hmm. issues. Yeah, Mm -hmm. anal glands are one of those things that I just, I struggle with. And my techs all know that 
you know, Dr. Winning probably isn't the best person to do anal glands and they would rather do them than see me gagging. So, right. (laughs) So your smell, I'm sensitive to smells too. My whole family, I feel like is very sensitive to smells. They like when things smell good. And so I'm like, I really want to use these, but Mm -hmm. I worry about the dog. Our 11 year old. part bloodhound. I don't know if you know that, (laughs) but it is amazing. Like, like today we walked by an office because someone's having hazelnut coffee. I I don't smell anything. (laughs) Or like JJ walked in and I was like, you smell like a restaurant. He's like, oh, someone was making omelets this morning. I was like, I can smell them on your clothes. Well, Like I'm constantly smelling his clothes. I'm like, what do you smell like? mm -hmm. (laughs) I can smell certain things like dog urine, cat urine, dog. Yes. Feces, cat, that kind of thing. But when my sister's kids were little... I would hold those kids and my sister would come up to me and she's like, do you not understand that this diaper is dirty? Could you not change it? And I'm like, I didn't smell a thing. I thought- <laughs> so- there you go. Blind to baby smells. Yeah, that's that's a good life hack yeah. that you have. Uh, okay. My 11-year-old Black Lab mix Duchess constantly licks her paws. Oh, this is a go-to question on the vet is in. Yeah. Yep. yep. Allergies. So, yep. Paw licking. So face rubbing. If your dog rubs its face a lot, even if it's going by furniture and rubbing its face along furniture, licking paws, chewing at paws, allergy dog, cut and dried. And so those are things that I would definitely bring up at your pet's exam. If it gets bad enough, some of these dogs will start getting infections on their paws from chewing at them so much. So before it gets to that point, if you can get to your vet and say, hey, here's a concern I have. Because we do have medications nowadays that can resolve that problem very easily. My 10-month-old Morky Poo, what is that? A Maltese Yorkie Poodle. Oh, cute. Uh, Murphy is his name, has developed a habit of going outside once or twice overnight. He tends to eat later in the day. So while we make sure he goes to the bathroom before bed, I'm not sure why he is getting up during the night. He seems to just want to play and often won't come back in until I offer a treat. Am I training him to go outside for midnight snacks or why else might he have developed this habit? He's 12 months. Uh, 10 months. 10 months. Yeah. Yes, he is training you. You are not training him. (laughs) He is training you. (laughs) So I would get that dog into a kennel, kennel train him, and your life will be much easier. This is, and you know, with kennel training, I, you don't have to keep them in a kennel all the time. Just because you train them to be in a kennel, doesn't mean that in six months he's still sleeping in that kennel. Right. He could maybe find a comfy spot outside of the kennel, but if he needed to go back in, he could, and it would just be not a big deal. Yeah, it's that much easier if you ever do really need to crate them. Mm -hmm. The vet is in on KFGO. Dr. Doreen Winning from Valley Vet joins us. A question coming in at 35270. What do you think, what does Dr. Winning think about feeding dogs bone broth? I think... First of all, anytime we're dealing with broth, we have to be careful with sodium. So that's number one. Number two, if you're feeding a balanced diet already, you shouldn't need any supplementation. The only time I would use something like that was would be if I had a dog that I needed to entice eating. I would maybe put a little bit of low-sodium broth on the food. But other than that, I wouldn't use it. Okay, we recently purchased a mini golden doodle male. At what age should we have him neutered? What I would do is consult with your veterinarian first and foremost because there is new 
studies out, or actually they're retrospective studies, most of them, but um, Frontier, if you look under Frontier Spay-Neuter, if you Google that, it will. you can look up your breed and find out the recommended spay-neuter timing. But I definitely would consult with your veterinarian because some health factors can, you know, enter into the conversation too. Does it depend? Are there different recommendations for different breeds? Yes. Oh, okay. This person says um, this mini golden doodle is four months old now. So, um, yeah, consult your, your veterinarian. I love the lemongrass litter, someone says. It's not an overwhelming smell. I've never seen that one. Lemongrass Lemon litter? Litter, sorry. Litter. Oh. litter. Lemongrass litter. That I've sounds ne- pleasant. It does sound pleasant. I, I haven't <laughs> seen that one. I'm going to look it up. Um, ask the vet. Can too can playing too much red dot with the cat be harmful? Yes. Really? Yes. Be, you know, here's my thing with the laser pointers. Can your cat ever get rewarded? Can it? No, because it can yeah. never catch it. Okay, yeah, that's a it good point. It can never catch it. That's a very good point. So how <laughs> I, frustrating is that? I've never thought about it from that angle. Um <laughs> okay, so maybe if you play Red Dot at the end of it, like give the cat a treat, or would that be better? Get it a red ball. So okay, that- yeah, <laughs> give it, get it like a something with catnip in it or yeah. something that they can bite on and carry around or something. Um, my cat is a certified weirdo. This says he's he often stares at a wall or ceiling for minutes, just weird or seeing ghosts. My cat does the same thing. Yeah. Cats are weird. Yeah. Who knows what they're seeing? Yeah. You know, if somebody needs to get into the psyche of a cat, you'd make a lot of money. You really could. Millions. (laughs) Millions. Um, Vet, is it okay to start giving my dog tick pills? Oh, yeah. Interesting question. Good Mm -hmm. question. We had a deep dive into ticks coming back out already in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely, yes. Okay. Start it. We're we're starting we're starting we're starting tick prevention now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, can you ask the vet why Apoquil for dogs is so expensive? Are there any programs to get it cheaper? Apoquil is so expensive because it is still under the brand name. There is no generic, so we all know how that goes with mm-hmm. medications. And until there is, I don't even know when the patent goes off that. But um, until there is uh, a generic, that's kind of what we're stuck with. Um, there is Cytopoint, too, via injection, which is a monoclonal antibody therapy for itching and allergies. And um, Cytopoint sometimes can be cheaper. So check with your veterinarian about that, and they can get you a cost estimate for Cytopoint versus Apoquil. Someone says um, you have to be, oh, back to the bone broth question, mm-hmm. I guess, which is, is that safe? This person says you should be careful for the onions and broth, too. Yeah. Is that true? Dogs yeah. shouldn't have onions. You know, I I when I think of broth, I you know, maybe vegetable broth would have onions, but yeah. I don't usually think of onions, but I think I agree completely. Onions are not good. So w- watch your labels. Yeah, good point. Um ask the vet, is there something that can be added to a cat's food to make its coat shinier? Fish oil would be a good one. If you're looking for food additives, I always go to fish oil. Now, some cats do not like fish. My it, cat hates it, yeah. which is so weird. Like, my cat loves when my my husband's filleting fish on the counter, mm-hmm. but doesn't like fish oil. Yeah, it just seems counterintuitive. It does. It? it 
<laughs> but in those cases, I'll use some cats if they really have dry skin and there's no underlying medical condition for dry skin that needs to be addressed. I will use Dermascent Spot On and I have a few cats on that and it seems to work well. It does also have a nice pleasant scent. Oh, That's nice. nice. How do you get your dog to quit eating poop? Pick it up. And does the vet feel DNA tests for dogs are accurate? DNA testing, I'm assuming, are they asking about breed testing mm, or good question. anything else? But, okay. you know, you always, as far as genetic testing with breeds, you always get these weird results. But I think it's accurate. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, another question. How do you get your dog to quit, quit eating poop? Get Pick up. it up. Um, we, we don't, I don't know why this, this isn't like a go-to question. Licking paws is a go-to question. Eating poop is a go-to question. The synopsis is we don't know why they do it, but they do it. And so pick it up. Right. Okay. Um, my five month old kitten sometimes appears to be cross-eyed. Should I be concerned? It could be something back in the genetics as far as like Siamese. Uh, you can have your vet look at it, but normally I wouldn't be too concerned because it could be just... A predilection of what's back in its genetic history. And usually don't have problems seeing? Usually not, okay. no. Okay. Is there truth to small dog breeds having worse teeth than larger breeds? I've been practicing for almost 27 years, and I would say that is, yes, affirmative. Is there really? anything you should be doing with smaller? And let's define what a small breed is. Well, I think of... Dogs, like, I can give you breeds of dogs that have, are notorious for bad teeth. Yorkshire Terriers, Maltese, Dachshunds, miniature Dachshunds, um, anything like, oh, Pomeranians, all those, like, toy-type breeds. The yippy dogs yes. is what I call them in my yes. house. Little and lap dogs. I, lo- I love them, but they're yippy. Yeah. That was one reason why I went to standard Dachshunds instead of minis. <laughs> I couldn't take the yipping. <laughs> But, um, so what can you do about that? Daily brushing. So when you get a puppy, if they're a toy or miniature breed, start brushing. I mean, you should do that no matter what breed your dog is, but start that brushing early on so they get used to it. Get used to the toothbrush in their mouth. And we've talked about this before. You don't need to go crazy with the toothbrushing, getting every nook and cranny. You only need to get the outsides of the teeth. Just one swift brush to start with is perfectly fine. So brush, brush, brush on the top arcade, on one on, brush on each side, and then same thing on the bottom. Do you think, um, okay, so let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, I didn't start when they were a puppy. They're six years old at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. There's no time like the present? Oh, yeah. You can get started I, you with know, it? I taught Julie, I taught Ryder, uh, tooth, you know, they love toothbrush and time every night at bed. It's lineup. Does it improve yeah, the breath? It. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. They got just stinky. I suppose if I was eating beef jerky all day and I never brushed my teeth, I'd have the same <laughs> yeah. breath. Right? Yeah. Someone says, we have a 14-year-old cat who eats constantly, throws up, and has stopped using the litter box. Possible thyroid issue? Can this be easily treated or expensive blood testing needed? Well, in order to diagnose, you're probably going to need blood testing. So in older cats, I narrow it down to three things many times. Three common diseases in older cats. Kidney failure, diabetes mellitus, and thyroid disease. Those all are diagnosed via blood work and or urinalysis. Okay. Um, my three-year-old Havanese 
Freddie Van Halen hates his flea tick and heartworm chewables. Do they have to be chewed or can I shove them down his throat? You can put them in like a pill pocket would be fine. It depends on what medication or, you know, what brand it is because some of them get to be kind of big to be shoving down a dog's throat. But, you know, if you break them up or something, that's a possibility. Oh, like if you broke them up and put them into small pieces into pill pockets or something, maybe Mm -hmm. they go down easier. Or a piece of cheese. Mm-hmm. That always works in my Hot house. Hot dog, liverwurst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, my 13-year-old um, Beagle Dachshund Rescue has a torn ACL but walks with a limp now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's not a question there. I guess that's just a statement. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing about ACL, they're... Thirteen-year-old, I guess. Do yeah. you get that fixed? Like, well, do you go under surgery for that? I think there's a different answer for every household, and it it really boils down to how fast do you want them to return to function. If you want them better, quicker, surgery is going to be your answer. In surgery, to, you know, it's the gold standard treatment. Now, I practice acupuncture. I do a lot with medical management of cruciate injuries and have had good success with that however it does take a long time to heal and I will emphasize that the gold standard is surgery for those dogs surgery is just a scary thing when you've got a 13 year old exactly that's a tough yeah ask the vet do most clinics clinics take pet insurance yes in pet insurance works a lot like you would think dental insurance works or well, I can't even say that anymore because dental yeah. insurance, it's typically what happens with pet health insurance is you pay the bill and the insurance company pays you. So mm. when you start thinking about that, you're going to have to have cash at hand, you know, because mm-hmm. you've still got to pay a bill. It's just you get reimbursed. Now, there are some companies that can link up to vet clinics um, and they can they can pay the vet clinic directly, but... That's few and far between. I I only can think of one off the top of my head. And then I feel like when we've talked about this in the past, it's best if you start your pet insurance when your pet is very young than it is. It's almost it's almost not worth it. The amount you're paying if you start as your pet ages. Right. Right. Because they go back and they look at what health concerns your pet has had over the years. And if they see something there, that is automatically a pre-existing condition. So it mm-hmm. won't be covered moving forward. Um, vet, I have a one-year-old golden retriever. She keeps digging holes in our lawn. Any ideas? Oh, You know, what I would say in most of these cases is make sure she's getting out and getting exercise so that, you know, there's not a lot of energy built up where she's just, you know, trying to... A lot of these puppies... And I realize she's one, but in my mind, she's still very young. A lot of these puppies will, if you don't give them something to do, they're going to find something to do. And it's probably not going to be something that you want them to do. So exercise, exercise, exercise. And if Mm -hmm. you want to, I've also had people, you know, build those elevated garden boxes and hide stuff in there (gasps) so that it's an acceptable place for your dog to dig. Oh. Oh, that's a good idea. Our um, our poodle loves we call it gardening, right? Mm-hmm. Just loves digging up that dirt and doesn't dig in the yard yard only in our elevated yeah. garden box, and so it's 
perfect for us. Right. With the exception of like every now and then he gets me right in the face. Like I'll be there and all of a sudden, boom. <laughs> uh, tell me the pros and cons of pocket beagles. Pocket I beagles. do not believe AKC recognizes pocket beagles. Matter of fact, I'm I'm sure of it. So what is a pocket beagle? Just well, there, there. Somebody has come up with this size of beagle. It would be like um, a teacups. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, they're. Yeah. It's a smaller than a, what is it, thirteen and a fifteen inch beagle? Okay, I think. Sure. Um, so anyway, they're not AKC recognized, and so then I start worrying about. Okay, who decided that there is such a breed as a pocket beagle and what kind of genetics are going along with that? That being said, I do have clients that have pocket beagles, nice dogs. Yeah. But, um, you know, I also worry a little bit about how much are you paying for something that we don't know exactly the genetic background and and are there going to be problems for you down the road? Um, Does... Putting pineapple or natural pumpkin on a on dog food help with dogs eating their poop? No. Okay. That must be something that's going around the internet because I've seen that. Have I, you? Yes. I, you know, I feel like I have tried. I've had clients that have tried every stinking thing from, <laughs> you know, going out and sprinkling, sprinkling cayenne pepper on. Right. You know, they're Just still going to. Just pick it up at that point, Just right? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Go out and sprinkle cayenne pepper on all of the poop in your yard or just pick it up, you know, at that point? The vet is in on KFGO. Okay, it is warm enough that you are suggesting some tick and flea prevention now, right? That is correct. It's, okay, yes. so heads up, that's coming earlier than expected this year. Yeah, and honestly, we see fleas in the winter no matter what. But, you know, so a lot of people, a lot of our clients are on flea tick throughout the winter or something like Sentinel Spectrum that has, you know, the flea prevention in it. Do you keep those terrestrial collars on your dogs all winter? I take them off. uh, I just took them off in January and I put, I started Sentinel Spectrum. Oh. So they're getting the flea prevention through that plus an intestinal dewormer. Oh, okay. So no, no collar anymore. Well, I will put it on in... Well, I'll, yeah, I'll put it on as soon. The minute we go out to the farm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, 45 to 50 degrees tomorrow. Yeah. So I suppose we have to yeah. start thinking in that way already. Yeah. Maybe I won't be at Valley tomorrow. I'll be all at the farm. <laughs> 14 month old cat loves to sit on anything warm, heat registers, dish cable box, close to TVs, et cetera. Should I be concerned? Isn't that all cats? It's, I feel like it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's normal. Yeah, my cat always like needs to be in the sun or mm-hmm. on something warm. Or... Now, if it goes off food or you know starts having other symptoms along with that, then there's red flags. Okay. Um, if someone wants to get a hold of you at Valley Vet, how should they do that? We're at 3210 Main Avenue here in Fargo. Our phone number is 232-3391, and we're online at valleyveterinary.net. Thank you so much. See you next month. This was a, this was a very busy vet is in. It was. We had a lot of questions. Thanks for all your questions at 35270.